Welcome to the Goddess Got Goals bonus episode. We haven't done a bonus episode in this season. I think this might be the first bonus episode that we've done, but this is especially for our subscribers and our community who listen on a regular basis. So thank you so much for doing that. In fact, this information is really a true uh, expression of our gratitude, expression of our thanks, and to give you some amazing value completely for free. In fact, this is a recording of a masterclass that we uh, do on a monthly basis for our sexy, strong VIP clients. So only our VIPs, our top, top, top superheroes, get access to this information, and we're sharing it with you today. Yeah, that's how much we want to say thank you. So uh, we want to give you this information as a follow along from our most recent episode that we did, uh, episode 52, uh, about the beginner's guide to um, track tracking your macros and starting to understand, you know, if it fits your macros and the concept of different macro compositions, all of those kind of scientific things. But what does it look like on a practical basis, right? What does it look like for your meal planning? What does it look like if you're following a plant-based diet? How do you hit your proteins and carbs? carbs and fats, all of that sort of thing. So we wanted to provide this not just as a gift to you, but for those in our Sexy Strong community can also access this as a podcast, which I think is amazing um, because this information that our, that our awesome expert coach Monique Gruffin shares uh, coming from uh, Monique is a vegan. She's been following a plant-based lifestyle for probably as long as I have. Um, she will tell you that she did it just as wrong as I did at the beginning until we discovered how to track and you know, look after protein and how that completely changed her body shape, right? If you look at Monique now, she is a badass. That girl got muscle curves, Mervs, from here to Sunday. And I'm very, very appreciative and inspired by the work that she does. But as a full 100% vegan, she's able to build serious amounts of lean muscle and um, has the most womanly shape. So I'm so excited for her to share her top tips that she shares with our clients um, about how to hit your protein macros, how to track your 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 macros uh, using my fitness pal, how to meal plan and some tips and tricks that you won't hear anywhere else. So she kind of is going to give this and break it down to you. Um, what I will say is after this um, masterclass, if this is something that you're like, this information is really cool, right? Uh, these are some of the things and the, the trends and the strategies and this little known information that we share as part of our five-day program. Have you done the five-day program yet? The five-day, five days to superhero program is all about developing the strength, belief, and body of a superhero, where we teach you the strategies that has taken myself and our team from you know, feeling lost or little or lumpy or all of these things to wanting to feel lean, strong and curvy, to feel like the superhero in their own lives um, and really feel sexy, strong, which is what we really most of us are, are aspiring to have that sense of confidence and certainty of a superhero. So we share all of that in our five-day program for free. You can apply to join the next program, which there's going to be one pretty soon. So go on over to warriorgoddesskettlebelltraining.com. You'll see the information of when the next one is live. You can register uh, to be invited in. Not everyone gets in, by the way, but we will invite you in um, to help you to go through this process where you can learn more about these strategies just to get you results fast, to, to stop you spinning your wheels and to help you to feel sexy, strong and a goddamn superhero because that's what we want for you. Okay, we're going to dive right in now to this bonus episode um, with Money Gruffins helping you with regards to meal planning, hitting and tracking your macros and following a plant-based diet. If this is something that you really enjoyed, please share it out with your friends, but even more so, go on over to iTunes, write us a review, we'd very much appreciate it. And all of this just gets put into the big community of love. So anything that you can do, hit, you know, hit reply, you know, write a comment, you know, reach out through us on DM or on any of our social media and let us know what you thought of this episode. Okay, let's get started, shall we? Let's dive on in and invite Monique to share her wisdom in this masterclass. Enjoy. Hey, I'm so glad you're here. Today we're going to talk about uh, meal planning, uh, mainly for vegans and plant-based. Um, obviously in a program, you can eat poultry and fish and meat and everything, but we also know that this program is very plant-based. There's some vegetarians and some vegans here, or maybe you're just interesting about incorporating more vegan and plant-based items. 
So I want to touch base on that. But everything we're talking about with the meal planning obviously works for anything you might make. It doesn't matter if it's cake, beef, or tofu. Um, the concept is the same. Um, this would start about uh, MyFitnessPal. So getting MyFitnessPal Premium um, is a, definitely a good idea as an upgrade. It just makes your life a little bit easier. You can totally do everything with the free version as well. Um, but in the programs, we talk about carb cycling. So when you have the premium version, you can set it up that different days will give you different targets. So on a feast day, you can have different days or a fasting day or on a carb cycling, higher or lower carbs, you can set it up. So you're just taking one less step out of your brain because otherwise you have to calculate it yourself. It's, it's totally fine, but you know, life is busy enough. So let's use the tools we have. Um, when you start planning your meals and you're not using any of our meal plans, we have lots around, um, you always want to plan ahead. Eating on the day and logging as go along in the end of the day might end up like you ate way too much of something, which is done, or you eat way too little. And no one wants to find out at 11 p.m. at nighttime that you have 90 grams of protein left and no carbs or fat, because that's going to be a long and a boring protein shake. Um, this is why you want to plan ahead. Life still happens, but at least you know roughly what you're planning on eating so you can adjust it uh, accordingly. So when you start planning, especially um, if you're plant-based or vegan, hitting protein is often seen as something nearly impossible, but it's not because we're going to talk about some tricks and items that are high protein uh, and lower in the other macros, which really helps because it's super easy to add carbs, as we all know, and it's super easy to add fats. You add some avocado or some nuts or some oil and you're done. But protein is a little bit harder. So what I normally suggest is you start planning your protein for each day. Uh, sorry, for each uh, meal. So breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack, protein shakes. You leave maybe 10 or 20 grams left. That's okay. But you want to get the majority in there. Then you're going to add the carbohydrates with that. So let's say you add some fruit in your shake or um, you want to have some rice with dinner. You add those in. Again, you're looking at your macros. And then if and when you have any fats left, sometimes you won't because a lot of items that have protein or carbohydrates in them also have fat in them. But if you do have some fat left, it's super easy to add that in. What are some other tricks? You want to make sure that your meals are kind of um, in equal amounts of macros and calories. So you're not maybe eating a massive meal once a day and nothing the rest of the day. Uh, in your fasting days, sometimes that can happen to still get the majority of your calories in, but especially on a feast day or a regular calorie day, you wanna split it out over the day because it helps your digestion. It helps your hunger because you're feeding your body consistently. It fuels your metabolism. Um, I love to use the example of the, the campfire. If you add wood to the campfire, it starts burning much faster, right? So every time you eat, your metabolism starts back up. Now, of course, sometimes with the fasting, we don't do that. And that's just because we give you digestive system a little bit of a rest. But we only do that every seven or 14 days, depending on your choice. Not every day. So equally dividing your macros, as well as fueling yourself before and after your workout. Um, especially when you do your kettlebell strength training, you want to make sure you have some food inside of you. So the glycogen is in your muscles, in your bloodstream. You're getting more energy. That little bit of food you ate pre-workout is not going to make you feel sick. It might in the beginning, if you used to use um, workout fasted, it gives a little bit of a weird feeling because you're not used to it. Everything new is hard, right? So, but your body will get used to getting that fuel, especially focusing on carbohydrates and protein and use it. So maybe you can do a couple extra swings. Or maybe you can pick up that, that heavier bell. Or maybe you can complete your entire one minute of end reps rather than only 30 or 40 seconds. So all of those, those little bit of calories and macros you're eating results in a better training. And better training will possibly build more lean muscle mass, which then speeds up your metabolism. You see the circle around here, it's very beneficial to get all of those things in. So definitely want to recommend you start eating before you work out. After your workout, some people say it is a metabolic window from 30 to minutes to an hour. I prefer that, but really they now say with research, you can eat a little bit later, it's fine. I'm normally after my workout, personally, I'm quite hungry. So I wanna have food real quick. Again, you wanna focus on carbohydrates and protein right after to fuel your muscles with the carbs, replenish them. Your muscle fibers are open. They're ready to receive all the kind of nutrients. So ideally you eat something healthy 
something with lots of colors, fruit and vegetables, and then some protein. Um, personally, I'm a big person of having my prudy either before or after my workout, because that way I already have all my so many nutrients in my system and protein at the same time, and I don't have to think about it anymore. So again, when you start entering with my fitness pal, look at your protein first, and also look at what you want to do in the way of before and after your workout. So you have that taken care of. Then you spread around the meals somewhat equally, especially with protein, because it's just easier for your body to digest. The protein synthesis is what builds your muscles. And again, if your body gets that in an equals amount, it's just much easier to deal with. So that are just some tips on uh, my fitness pal. You also add in your treats a little bit or something you cannot live without. If you're the person that needs to have um, a protein ball every day because it's really like that's what you're living for, then make sure you fit that in your macros because it's a lifestyle. If you are in a cut or you're at the last phase of the program or in the six-week challenge and it's for a few weeks, you just have to really stick to lower macros, for example, maybe you have to give up something you really like just for a little bit of time. But if you love your tea with a little bit of almond milk in there, then make sure you have that every day and fit it in your macros. Because the more you deplete yourself from not having something, the more you're going to crave it. And we all know if you have cravings, there's a chance that you're going to overeat or overindulge in that particular item. It's if you just have a little bit of that every day or every other day or once a week or however you feel like it, you're stopping that. And again, it's a lifestyle. We're not here to, um, you know, to stop the joy of living. We want to keep you healthy. We want to get your results, but we also want you to have a great lifestyle and be happy about it. This is why you're here. So we can help you getting that together. Just want to quickly touch on the fourth macro. you like, there's four. Yeah, there's another one, which is alcohol. It's actually a separate macro. Now, obviously most of the fitness programs don't recommend or not giving you any target to hit with alcohol, but if you do drink, it is important to track it because it does affect your overall calorie intake. Again, if you're in a building phase, it's a little bit easier to fit stuff like that in than if you're in a cutting phase, because really if you're only low carbs or low fat, you wanna make sure you eat that and you give your body the nutrients it needs and alcohol might not be one of them. So if you do enter them in my fitness bar, make sure they're not just counting calories if you're counting macros. How do you do that? One um, calorie is four, sorry, one gram of carbs or fats or protein have different counts of calories. So alcohol has seven calories per gram, but again, we don't have that option in our MyFitnessPal to add. So what we're doing, if we know something is 120 calories, a glass of wine, we divide it by four or we divide it by nine to get it carbs or fat. You cannot take protein away and add alcohol in, then we'll all hit our protein goals, okay? So, so you can always head us up if you have some questions about that, but if you do decide to have a drink every so often, Make sure you count them in your macros as carbohydrates or as fats so you're not overindulging in calories, okay? Because really we're counting calories when we're counting macros, just in a more detailed way. So we're making sure you get the right ingredients in because living on just Pop-Tarts, unfortunately, is still not a, um, the best thing to do. We want you to eat and we want you to lift heavy and we want you to work out hard. So this is why we make sure you have plenty of fuel in your system from the right sources. There's no good, there's no bad food, but there's definitely food that brings you towards your goal or takes you away from your goal. Fiber is a very important part of this as well. Uh, omegas are very important as well. We don't count them necessary. Um, we're not counting them necessary uh, towards anything, but we need to make sure. So if you're eating plenty of fruit and veggies, um, avocado, nuts and all this, you're naturally getting in a lot of the micronutrients that are important. So we quickly talked about how to get your protein in, but now what are the right ingredients to use? So it's important what protein powder you pick. If you are plant-based and dairy-free, you won't be using whey protein. Whey protein is super high in protein so it's a, and low in carbs and fats, so it's easier on your macros, but it's less pleasant for most of our stomachs or for ethical reasons. So this is why we're going for a plant-based protein powder. Which one to choose? You choose the one you drink. There's the one that the perfect macros that you hate. You look at that shake or you look at the bottle and you're not using it. It's the same of picking a workout that might be the best workout for you to do. But if you really don't enjoy it, you found any way possible not to do it, 
So in the long run, it's not giving you any results. We all have bought that protein powder and didn't like it and, you know, drink it halfway and throw the rest out or stare it in the fridge and down it to the sink. Not only not beneficial for your money, it's also not helping your goals. So pick a protein you like, and then make sure it has at least 20 to 25 grams of protein. There's a lot of vegan proteins out there that somehow say protein powder on it and have 10 grams of protein powder per scoop. So if you make your protein and you want 30 grams of protein, that's three scoops every time. First of all, your, your jar won't last very long, so it's not very good for um, your wallet. It also doesn't help because quite often those 10 grams of protein come with a whole bunch of fat of carbs. And we want to eat those fat and carbs maybe in a different way. So I prefer to have a protein powder that has 20 to 25 grams, ideally 25, but I know it's harder, they're a bit more expensive. Grams of protein and not as many fats, uh, maybe under two and under four grams of carbs. Because again, it's so much easier to add those things to your diet and take them away. And if you do go in that cut eventually, or you're dropping down your macros and calories, you don't want to have this protein powder that eats up all your calories and all your macros, because then you're suffering the rest of the day because you just got used to eating all this yummy food that we gave you and then we take it away. So finding a protein powder that is clean and has very little other ingredients is very helpful. Um, obviously, Lisa works with the Protein Works. She has discount code as well. They have a different range of vegan proteins and they have the Wonder Shake, which is really good in macros, but it's a little bit more in price. So if you do live in North America, it might not be the best way to do because shipping adds up. But then we have Core Nutritionals in North America, which is really, really tasting, good tasting uh, protein powder for vegans. Um, it's not as macro-friendly as the Wonder Shake, but tastes really good. So I think it's beneficial. Um, or if you're in Canada, there's also Canadian protein that has a very good options as well. These are just a few. Again, take the one you drink. That is the most important one. But do look at some of those ingredients for down the road. Um, and try not to have too many other ingredients within your protein. Some are a complete protein and they also add like BCAAs or other supplements. That is not bad, but now you don't know how much you're getting. Because if you get one scoop out of the jar, how do you know how much grams of BCAA versus how many grams of protein is in that scoop? You can't see, no one knows. And it never blends 100%. It doesn't work like that. It's like if you're eating uh, a bean chili, every, every bowl is going to have a different count of beans in it. It's just impossible, unless you, you're very specific, but you might not. So I prefer to buy uh, everything separate so you can add it into your shake accordingly of what you want. Maybe one day you don't want supplements, or maybe you're going to take supplements out for a little while. How do you know which supplement is good for you? Stop taking it and see what happens. The best situation, you take a supplement for a while, and if you're not sure if it's the right one for you, and you stop taking it and you're missing it or your digestion's missing it or anything else is missing it, then you know you have to add it back in. Protein powder, if you can do get your proteins without protein powder, amazing. But we're here for plant-based and vegans and most of us will not hit our protein without um, the powders. But you do wanna be aware of that we do need to eat whole foods as well. So you don't wanna get all your protein from just bars and shakes. Because obviously it comes with X amount of preservatives, and it's not the same as real whole foods. So you always want to make sure you get some other items in there as well. Like we grow up like learning to eat the rainbow, that still counts. You need to eat variety. Another question I get a lot, how do I know if it's a complete protein? So you have amino acids, there's 22, nine are essential. If you're eating poultry, fish, or beef, you get all of those nine aminos naturally. If you're plant-based, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't, depending how much items you eat. And if you're vegan, you won't, unless you have to enter them in your meal. So you can add BCAAs, but also just adding protein powder, as well as other things in your diet, things of beans or quinoa or vegetables that have protein in it, your body built together, built inside somehow, those amino chains. You do not have to eat them all in one meal. Sometimes, I think it's a while back, we started to get veggie burgers that were complete protein. It was a big marketing thing. It's good, it had a complete protein. So for example, quinoa and black bean, or hemp and rice protein powder, they're complete proteins that have the nine amino acids. But you do not have to eat them all at once. As long as you eat them in a, on a regular basis, every 24, 36 hours, our body is amazingly smart. I'll pin it all together and still build lean muscle mass for you. As long as you get different proteins in, that's great. Um, great. 
Let's talk about some items that are high in protein that you can um, substitute with. Because obviously, if you're eating poultry, fish, or beef, and you're starting entering my fitness pal tofu, you're very disappointed. <laughs> because it doesn't have half the amount of protein in it, and that's why people make this thing. How do you get your protein in? In a different way, if you're a clean bodybuilder diet and you only eat white rice, broccoli, and chicken, it's a big jump. But if you're eating like we're eating here, we're eating a lot of different ingredients, a lot of colors, a lot of delicious meals, the change isn't that big. Again, you substitute, <laughs> you substitute the protein powder as a supplement. Um, tofu, we talked about a couple of times. It's in one of most of our recipe guides as well. Just with tofu, you have different kinds and different brands. It's not like a chicken that it's all the same. Um, have a look. If you're in the US, um, there is a protein powder called No Soya brand as well as 365. Super high in protein compared to some other ones. Um, firm tofu has more protein versus fat than the soft silicone one. So that are things to look for if you do eat tofu. And also, I think that's the biggest conception as well. People eating tofu, they eat two slices. You kind of have to eat half the pack or the pack to get somewhere here. So that's also a bit of a, of a game changer. It's like, you know, if you eat chicken, you don't eat just one bite of it. You eat the chicken breast right often, right? So tofu, you can, one serving is half or a full pack. So keep that in mind as well. That is tofu. You can make tofu five million different ways. You can eat it raw. You cannot screw it up. Like you can't overcook it. You can't undercook it. It's hard to burn even. So it's the perfect quick meal recipe. Just have some in the fridge. It also has a decent expiry date. So have some up there. And otherwise it's tempeh. It's soybeans uh, pressed together and fermented. And as you might know, fermented food is really good for digestive system and for our stomachs and gut health. So I'm a big fan of eating fermented foods. So tempeh is high on my list. Um, other fermented foods would be kimchi, sauerkraut, pickles, uh, some other items to incorporate or uh, drinking kombucha. All of those things are really awesome for your stomach as well. Tempeh, a lot of people say, I don't like it. It's true because it has a bit of that fermented taste in it that maybe some of us don't like. My tip is if you marinate it, don't make it any complicated. If you're making a soup, you know, winter is coming back and you drop the, the slab of tempeh in your soup for a little while, just let it boil away. It's already fermenting, uh, sorry, marinating. Then I take it out my soup. I put it in the oven for about 20 minutes. So it gets like a bit more roasted and then it's ready. Then I eat it cold or add it some other meals. So when I make soup, I always dump in some tempeh. Then I bake it in the oven for about 20 minutes. Again, can't really screw it up. <laughs> and you now you have your meal prep done. Then after that, you can still freeze it, chop it up, eat it as a snack, add it to your salad, add it to your pasta, add it to your stir, stir fry, make a sandwich. It's done. We're going back to meal prep later, but that's a great tip for, for if you say, I don't like tempeh, try that. Just make your favorite soup. And the good thing is if something falls in your soup, it's fine. You just, it ends up in your soup. As long as there's no allergies involved, we're good. Um, legumes. This morning, yeah. Like chickpeas, lentils, black beans, and other things. You'll notice if you look at the macros when you enter them in my fitness bar or scan the can or you use dried, this, they're not that high in protein. So you're going to have to eat quite a few. But they grade as an add-on. So if you have chickpeas ready to go in the fridge and you make a salad, you add some chickpeas. Uh, you want a snack, you eat some chickpeas. You make a, a soup or a pasta or anything, and you add some chickpeas. So I think that is the main reason as well as plant-based um, diet. You have to snack on your protein. Every little bit counts. Make sure you count them in your macros though, because they do also have carbs in them. So that our chickpeas good for. Lentils are higher, especially red lentils are higher in protein, so a little bit easier to use. Um, if you go into the Facebook group, you can see some recipes as well that I use lentils for. Uh, but if you, the, the quickest way to make anything with lentils, other than a lentil stew or a lentil soup or lentils in general, soak your lentils for a good 24 hours in the fridge, then pour it into a blender and maybe add a little bit more water and some spices, and now you have a pancake batter. Now you put it in a frying pan and you make pancakes or wraps or tortillas or whatever, or basically bread, brown bread. You can add all kinds of spices to it or you can keep them really plain. So then you can, when you eat them, you can add the appropriate spices or mix to it. But it's a great way of getting more protein in instead of eating regular pancakes or eating a wrap or eating tortillas or anything else, you're literally just eating water and lentils here. So it 
easy to enter my fitness ball, but it's adding protein to your diet. Another snack that we forget often, and a lot of us actually do like, is edamame beans. They're not part of your free green veggies because they are beans, the gums, but super easy to make again. You can buy them often in the grocery store, in the Asian grocery store, uh, with the skin on or just frozen. They take five minutes to boil, great little snack, right? If you're craving for peanuts, eat those, better in fats, carbs, and protein macros. Superfoods like chia seeds and hemp seeds add to everything, to your salads, to your dessert that you might have to fit in your macros, um, in your shake, anywhere. So they are higher in fat, of course, but in the good fats. We talked earlier about omega-3, flax seeds are awesome in that as well. Um, I said ground flax seeds because our body cannot digest the flax seed on its own. It has to be ground. Okay, um, quick side note on how to store flax seeds in the fridge. <laughs> um, I made that mistake myself uh, by just having them in the pantry, made a big batch of protein balls with flax seeds and I ate one and it just didn't taste right. But you know, I ate another one and it still didn't taste right. So I went to every ingredient that I used and sniffed and looked at it. Nothing was mold until I came to the flax seeds. Oh, flax seeds go rancid when they're not in the fridge or freezer. And then they ground even worse because they have more uh, opportunity to get exposed to oxygen. They go off real quick. So put them in the fridge. Chia <laughs> seeds are fine outside of the fridge, but flax seeds are not. And all my protein balls were to waste. So that's not good. TVP, textured vegan protein. The best thing if you go traveling because it's dried fish food. It literally looks like dried fish food. It's not... Um, Nutritional yeast, because nutritional yeast has protein in it, but it's so minimum, so expensive. It's, in my opinion, absolutely a useless ingredient, but that's the side note. TVP, all you have to do is like couscous. You soak it in water and it looks like mince. If you soak it in a vegetable broth, obviously it's going to have way more flavor. But even if you just soak it in water for a little while, it gets soft and then you add it to your favorite pasta meal. Now it looks like you're eating spaghetti bolognese or lasagna or anything again, again, you cannot really screw it up. You just soak it in water, it gets soft, and then you add whatever you want to it. You can stuff mushrooms, all of those things. It's such a great ingredient. Um, if you have a bulk barn or something like that in the neighborhood, I don't think bulk barn is across the world, but like, you know, where you go and you buy like flour and sugar and, and, and chocolate in bulk, they often have uh, TVP as well. It's super inexpensive. Otherwise, you can order it from the health food store or on Amazon, but everything that comes out of the health food store has an extra price tag on it. So to keep that in mind. Um, just carbs that have protein in there as well. Don't underestimate quinoa and oats. They're really helping because they have protein and carbs. Um, oatmeal, great post-workout snack we talked about before. Quinoa, again, you can cook it in advance and then add it to anything. You can add it to your oatmeal, you can eat it, you can add it to your fruit salad, you can add it to your regular salad, or you can make it as a substitute to rice. Do keep in mind if you're tracking <clears throat> fitness ball, it's much higher in carbohydrates than you think. So on a low carb day, quinoa will kill your carbs. But on a high carb day, it will help because it's a very small amount that gives you lots. So depending if you find it hard to eat that much on your um, feast day, you want to pick items that are, you know, like avocado and quinoa. It's very little, but it gives you a lot. On a low carb day, you want to stay away of those because you want to eat kale and spinach. So you got a lot for very little macros, right? So you play a little bit with that. And then of course you have all the veggie burgers, veggie chicken, veggie fish, vegan, whatever. Um, some are great, some are not. Obviously they're processed and we try and stay away from that. But life is life and you do not always have time to make everything from scratch by any means. But do keep an eye out. You know, if you normally used to meat, you think, oh, a vegan chicken burger has protein in it. Well, no, because it's obviously not made from chicken. It could have protein in it, but it could also have not. Um, I used to think that if I ate one veggie burger a week, I had enough protein. Well, many things were wrong with that thought. <laughs> But main thing is most veggie burgers, if you look at the label, they might have two or three grams of protein. So it's really not helping. You might as well just eat like, I don't know, mushrooms. There's about the same amount of protein in it. Uh, but there's some great ones out there. Um, obviously the Impossible Burger and Beyond Meat came out, I mean, two years ago. And they're promoting 25 grams of protein or 20 grams, fantastic. But remember it comes with 25 grams of fat as well. 
Now there are definitely more macro-friendly burgers as well. Um, if you are in North America, the Evis burgers, for example, they're like 100 calories. They have like 13 grams of protein in it and four grams of carbs. So you'll have to eat a double burger, yay, to get somewhere, but you can easily eat two because it's only 200 calories and 26 of those are built out of protein. So it's not too much of the other ones as well. So really look at the label when you buy something a vegan, whatever. Some have amazing macros, some have not. If you find something really good in macros, post it in the Facebook group. There's always someone thank you for it. Because again, I gave you lots of options here, but it's still somewhat hard to find. Uh, another one is eating pasta made from beans. So chickpea pasta, red lentil pasta. Um, it's a little bit chewier. It doesn't freeze well at all. So it's not ideal for meal prep, but if you eat it on the spot, it has protein in it. It has fiber in it, but be careful. It also has a lot of carbs in it. So again, a great idea on a high carb day, a terrible idea on a low carb day, because you'll have a little bit and that take all your carbs for the day. Do so you really have to, to learn that a little bit? Now, this is very overwhelming when you first start, but like, for Lisa or myself, we've been doing this for years. We are, I mean, I don't have to think about it. Of course, on a low carb day, I'm not gonna eat those items because it won't fit. So you just know what to eat when, and then you can accommodate the other ingredients, like the vegetables and the fruit around it is not what's gonna make your macros hit or break. So if you wanna eat asparagus and broccoli, or you wanna eat carrots, of course, collard veggies have a little bit higher in carbs than the green veggies, but. We're talking minimal, like not like quinoa or rice is a big difference. So just circling back to the beginning of um, my rant here, um, we talk about pre-planning um, your day, starting with protein, then carbs. Now you know why, because some of the protein already have carbs in it, and then some of the fat if you have left. And then if you're completely off at the end of the day, it's like Tetris. You're taking away, maybe not a full cup of quinoa, I can have half a cup. What does that do to my macros? Uh, maybe I add, it's super silly, but two almonds makes a big difference, right? Or maybe this time I cannot have hemp seeds on my, on my salad because I'm in over my fat. But just make sure now I hit my fat, do I still hit my protein? So it's totally a Tetris game that will get easier over time. In the beginning, it's a bit overwhelming. Um, don't get discouraged. We've all been there and we still are there some days. And as long as you're 95% consistent, you're good. When you pre-plan your meals, the other really good thing is when you're, you know, I don't know, the power ran out. So now you can't cook your dinner. You were supposed to be done uh, work early and home for dinner, but now you're not. Um, you were supposed to be home of, or already on vacation, but your flight got delayed. But then at least you know roughly where, were, where was I with um, my, my, my macros for the day. I was supposed to eat quinoa tofu and broccoli. Okay, so I can't eat that, but what can I eat in this restaurant or at my friend's house or wherever you are that's similar? Again, don't fuss about the vegetables too much, just eat them, right? If you go over your carbs and it's because of the spinach, no one cares, it's fiber, it's good for you. Um, if you do that every day, 365 days a year, we do care because it does affect your macro count. But being perfect, is lovely, but it's also almost impossible. So keep that in mind. Now, I talked about this briefly before we started the recording, but the biggest item on the current vegan market that has flour in it, so I wanna warn you, is not gluten-free, is seitan. It is fantastic because you can make it in very many different ways. It takes on all the flavors you wanna marinate it in or sauce you put it in or soup you put it in. It is super high in protein, super low in fat, and very low in carbs. It's like, you know, with this going back, the chicken and eggs equivalent for a vegan. As long as you're okay with gluten, Satan. Now, there are places you can buy this, but a lot of stores do not have Satan yet. I can tell you in a year or two years from now, this is a different conversation. But right now, it's somewhat hard to get. But it's super easy to make and freezes really well. So I make sure I always have Satan in my house. Different ways. I make lupini bean buns. So it has lupini beans and, and Satan gluten. So it's gluten flour is made Satan. It's called Vital wheat gluten as well, or protein flours. All three names are the same ingredient. Again, if you have access to any type of bulk barn, it's the best way to get it. If you don't, you'll have to order from Amazon or the health food store. But again, both of those make it more expensive. But in the long run, you buy a lot, it makes a lot. So 
and you can make it yourself. So you can do it with lupinis or with lentils or you mix it with chickpeas. Um, I'm happy to share a bunch of uh, recipes in the Facebook group as well, or you just Google them. Um, you can make like steak looking things, bread looking things, uh, little nuggety things, and then you can add it to everything. Soup, salads, you can eat a hot, you can eat a cold, you can freeze it, you can heat it up. It's a, most of it is a little bit time consuming, but it's not the end of the world. And if you meal prep a lot of it, it's done. You're always gonna eat it. So if you're thinking of going plant-based and you haven't before, look up some Satan, either buy it at the store or make it yourself, it's not hard. Um, and it will change your, your macro world, believe me. So we talked about staples, having a few staples helps. I eat some kind of Satan every day and I have some kind of prudy every day. If I don't do that, guaranteed I'll never hit my protein macros. I don't know how else to do it. For someone else, it might be something they always eat protein pancakes, otherwise they don't hit their macros. Like there's so many options, but having staples make it easy. Is that boring? Not really, because I don't have to eat it the exact same way. I can make my prudy, I can be excited and put extra blueberries in it because I have the carbs, or maybe I have banana because I have the carbs today, or maybe I'll use chocolate almond milk instead of water. You know, whoo, things can change. And the same at Satan, I can eat it with a salad or with soup or with a stir fry and it changes everything up. So it sounds boring, but it's really not. Um, the other thing is for meal prep, we're gonna talk about. Um, have some staples in your house that you always use. Quinoa, nuts, avocado, hemp seeds. I know we all like to eat fresh, but it's good to have some things in the freezer because life does happen sometimes. <laughs> so you might wanna pull something out of the freezer and everything is always better than ordering food in from the store, right? Because if you go out for dinner, hitting vegan protein is almost impossible. Because again, even if they have tofu, they'll give you like 85 grams of, of tofu, which is like one quarter of a pack, which is getting you nowhere. So unless you go to a vegan restaurant, forget about getting, you might, your, view, your meal might be vegan, but it'll have zero protein in it. Um, okay, that was a lot. So let's go to meal prep. Staples, freezing some stuff is very important. One quote I want you to remember, what get measured, get managed. This is why we do process progress pictures. This is why we have the MRAP with the kettlebells. This is why we have the fit test. This is why we have macros. You cannot wing it all, all the time. Can you graduate from counting macros every day? Absolutely you can, but not always. Every so often you have to go back and track, or maybe you have this new thing, you eat a lot. Maybe it's worth it to track all the macros in that. Because sometimes we think we know what we're eating and we're doing, but then the reality is kind of very different. Same thing with measuring. If you want to be really strict, you're going to have to measure, weigh out your protein powder. For fun, next time, if you have time, go and scoop your protein powder and actually weigh it on the kitchen, on the food scale. Is it actually 30 or 25 or 20 grams like the packet set? It's not, it's going to be less. So you have to scoop a lot. Now, the thing is with peanut butter or nut butter, you have a spoon of peanut butter or you have a spoon of peanut butter. <laughs> there is a lot of difference in there, right? So again, depending, if you're on your feast today, maybe it's not as important, but <laughs> if you're in your pot or you really, really want to get some goals because of you want to win the competition or you want to have a photo shoot or you want to stand on stage, every, every ounce and gram counts. So you have to measure everything. Do you have to do that for the rest of your life? Always no, because you do will really get better at it. So maybe you're not like, 15 grams off anymore, but only five. And over time, that makes a difference. Um, so setting up my fitness ball, planning in advance, spreading out your macros, eating before and after your workout, you touch based on that. Um, have a meal plopping day, a fun day in the kitchen, do whatever you need to do. Have all your girlfriends on Zoom and we're all doing it at the same time, you know, make it fun. Because if you just come think about meal prep, it comes like a chore. But think about, you only have to clean up your kitchen once. You only have to clean the blender once because you've just been rinsing it in between. You only have to clean your frying pan once. So overall in the week, you're gonna, spend, you're gonna save a lot of time. Even though at the moment, you might rather do something else. In the long run, it helps. Plus you're gonna reach your goals better and be less stressed all week. It's a win right there. So when you go to the grocery store, make a list of all the items you wanna make. Go and buy the stuff, come home and pack it away, right away. So if you're gonna get your carrots, peel them, wash them, put them in a little bucket of water or something, 
Or if you're Dubai like tofu or something and you want to bake it, slice it all up, open the oven, put it in the oven, done. Like make it all at once. Because if you're going to keep eating tofu anyways, you can pre-make it, right? It feeds a few days in advance. So you don't every day have to do the same thing. Um, same thing if you put away nuts or trail mix and you know what's going to happen if you have to roll back. Not for everyone, but maybe you've got a handful here and a handful there. So sometimes it sounds silly, but you get the back of trail mix or whatever it is, and you put it in little Ziploc bags or little Tupperware containers or whatever, count it out. So if you decide to have a snack, you grab the little container, and now you can enter it very briefly in my fitness spot, or maybe it was already there because you planned out you're going to have the snack. Maybe you're planned out to have it for dinner and you have it for lunch. It doesn't matter, right? But now you only have the one amount. Because when you're hungry, when you're stressed, or when you're running out of time, this is when things go up the rails, right? This is when you open a bag of chips. This is when you eat uh, 30 almonds instead of 10. And it sounds silly, but it makes a huge difference. Or even if you just grab that extra apple, it's not bad or anything, but it does take away from your carbs again. So you need to plan ahead a little bit. So if you know you're a snacker, make sure you make seven or eight meals in my fitness pile for the day. You don't have to follow the breakfast, lunch, and dinner rule if that doesn't work for you. You can make six small meals, but if you're, I don't know, um, a nurse, and you're working 12 hour shifts during this time, but you're all covered up in all kinds of stuff, you won't have time to eat six different snacks. It's not gonna happen. So you might need to make sure you have one or two meals that are very nutritional dense, but small amounts. Like we talked about avocado, nuts, quinoa, seitan, right? So whatever works in your lifestyle is super important. And this is why we don't want you to keep following meal plans because that's not setting you up for success in the long run because everyone can follow a meal plan like we did with the six-week challenge. And, well, not everyone, <laughs> trust me. But a lot of you can, and you put pictures, and it's great. But if you didn't like certain ingredients, it's not good for you to make them again. Or maybe the prep time was way more than you wanted to prep in the kitchen. Some people love to cook from scratch, and some people don't. So do what's worked for you. There's a reason why they have high-quality frozen vegetables, right? It also depends where you live. Sometimes you have access to a lot of like a farmer's market around the corner and it's so much fun to go. And there's places in the world where you live that you need frozen vegetables because you're not getting anything else, right? Or you have to pay a small fortune every time you want to buy fresh berries, buy frozen ones. It is, you know, do what works for you. Your goals will still get, will still get there and we're here to help you as well. We can help you with making personalized macros and personalized meal plans, but we give you guides, not necessary forever the exact recipe you have to eat at the exact time of the exact same time of the day because that doesn't fit in family life or working life at all right so we want to make sure that this i'm just looking at my notes here aha does anybody know what tlbs are they're not sandwiches tlb taste licks and bites little kits they didn't eat their mac and cheese you eat some they didn't eat one piece of bread with peanut butter you ate some um, you tasting the sauce like about 10,000 times before it's done because it's so good. Be aware of all those times you lick the spoon, you eat little bites. Not saying never to do that again, but it adds up. If you're on a low calorie or a low macro day and you eat a lot of TLBs, you are way off in calories and macros at the end of the day. So keep that in mind. I always like to keep some in my bank deposit because I know I'll do something that I'm not supposed to do. I know myself. So if my calories are 2,500, which they normally are, I normally only plan for about 2,300. That's plenty for me. But I know the other 200 calories will be there. And if they're not there one day, they'll be there next day. But if I plan for a goal, like a year ago, I had a photo shoot or something, I am very precise. But if I'm looking at my big lifestyle, I, I work out, I move, I eat good, and I get my protein, I'm a little bit more lenient with a couple hundred calories every day. So I have room for some unexpected treats that come my way. We need those. Volume eating, we quickly touch base on that. So if you want to eat a lot, because that's what you like, eating a lot of green veggies helps. If you want to eat a little because you don't like this big plate of food, then pick the items that are smaller, nutritional dense, okay? Success in the kitchen, make sure all of this healthy food is available. The vegetables are right there in the fridge, not the chocolate is right on the right <laughs> side, right? The, the nuts are already cracked if you get them in the shell. Um, the carrots are already peeled. Your kitchen is clean. Your kitchen is bright. You have the blender right there. You don't have to climb six stairs, take out all the pots and pans to get your blender that you're going to use every day, 
right? Your protein powder shouldn't be in the basement if you're making a shake on the third floor. You have to have everything accessible quickly because again, life happens and you won't have time. So you wanna make sure that. And if you do have the extra budget, some kitchen helpers can really help. Like a, a proper blender helps a lot, like a lot. Vitamix is like lifesaver for me. Um, or getting like a food processor or anything. If you like cooking, like some of those items can make life a lot easier because making dough or or like seitan by hand is a hell of a lot harder than putting it in the, the KitchenAid that spins it around in two seconds. So if that's a possibility, think about that a little bit because it can really make your life better. And if you're gonna get this health goal and this healthy lifestyle going, you're gonna use this over and over and over again. So it's, it's very helpful to, to use that. And then of course we have cheat meals and refeed deals and all of this we talked about earlier, getting my fitness, fitness health premium can help with that because you can change your macros for those days. And again, planning ahead. What is it? Plan, oh, I should have written this down. Plan to, um, not pl whatever, it's not plan. If, if you're not plan, you're failing. That's kind of where the, the saying goes, but it's lost my mind now. Um, plan to fail, you fail, uh, fail to plan, you plan to fail. Thank you, exactly. So plan ahead in my fitness pile. You cannot wing this in the beginning. If you've been tracking macros for a year or two years, you can probably wing that because you know what? You're eating the same thing over and over again. You think you don't, but you do. You might have a different flavor of protein powder or you might have a different bean, but it's still the same thing. So then you can kind of track as you go along, but please just take that five minutes a day and plan. Play the Tetris game. Don't see it as a job, see it as fun. You can do this when you're walking, but not when you're crossing the road. You can do this when you're on the train, not when you're driving. You can do this on the treadmill if you're not running. Like there's plenty of times you, can, you don't have to be super focused. You just have to do it. You have to have your staples ready and macro counted. And when you meal prep, another good idea is to make everything separate. Tofu separate, seitan separate, broccoli separate, quinoa separate, rice separate. Because then on the day you can mix together what you need. Because if lunch went out of hand and you went out for lunch with work and you had a sandwich, your carbs are gone. So the rice is no longer an option for dinner. So if the rice is not mixed with the tofu, who cares? You just don't eat the rice today or you give it only to your family, right? So measuring things out, weighing them on a food scale, not eyeballing because you're eyeballing it wrong. I know we have the hand thing and it's a great way to start, but if you're ready to get to the next level, get a food scale and you'll get used to it because even cups of rice, you can so short yourself on rice that way. And I don't want you to be short of rice. I want you to eat it all or it's short on chocolate, that'd be so disappointing, right? Like you don't wanna do that. Um, if you wanna eat treats, make your own. Buying it from the stores is not the best way to go because it's not just the extra stuff they put in. Yeah, it's the extra stuff they put in it. The macros are often wrong too. You can make your own cookies. You can add some protein powder in it. No one will know. You can use half sugar and half something else, or probably you just only need half the sugar from the recipe. You can use plant-based milk instead of regular dairy. You can use a vegan egg, which is like chia seeds or flax seeds. Just Google vegan eggs and there's like 25 different options. You don't need to use eggs. We thought we do, but we really don't. Bananas, don't as a staple in your house because if they, you can freeze them for your prudy or you can freeze them in the skin so they get all black and stuff and then you can use them as an egg. So nothing goes to waste. Um, use Google, use us. We have plenty of meal plans. I am there if you need any um, ideas as well. Um, make your staples. Don't be afraid. It's totally not hard to hit your protein on a vegan diet. It's just different and you have to snack on your protein. Um, protein powder with water becomes ice cream. Protein powder with a little bit different water and maybe some nuts becomes pudding. So again, get that protein powder you like because all of this tastes terrible with the protein powder you don't like. But this Google protein ice cream or ask me hook me up for a recipe or anything, it's so simple. So snacking on protein is really helpful. Um, instead of chips, make overcooked um, crispy things of like tempeh or something and put all, like, uh, all seasoning spices on it. Now it tastes like chips, but you're also hitting your protein. Okay, that was me like going for an hour ranting on different protein things. <laughs> How was that? Is there any questions or are you all like, wee, 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 my ears are going <laughs> Lucky this is recorded. You can watch it back. Any I questions before I stop the recording or any questions after I have stopped the recording? It was very informative. Thank you. Uh, what, uh, what would you recommend, no, after training? 
know so having your breathing in the morning and say you're training in the morning and then you need to have something afterwards after training what would you recommend you no know, is there you, you you'd mentioned oats no, so is it protein oats or is it just the bowl of, of oats because there's there's oats in the protein? Um, adding protein. Oh, protein. sorry, protein in the oats the other way around. Yeah, yeah there <laughs> is, but it's not enough. It's not enough, yeah. It's not enough. You want to, like, especially before and after your strength workout, so you have real kettlebell workout or if you go to the gym or whatever, you really want to try and get, like I shoot by most of my clients, I say 20 grams of protein and 40 grams of carbs if it's not a low-carb day, obviously. It's really good because this is when you want to fuel your body. This is where it's going to get used right away. So obviously you want to make sure you still have food left for the rest of the day, but your body's going to use it, right? It's going to soak it up. Um, so you can even use powdered carbs if you don't like eating that much. Um, but oats is great. A scoop of protein in it, like the recipe is called, it's, it's a really good idea. Or tofu scramble. But again, it's harder because you have to, it's more work. Um, and also you have to eat a lot because you have to eat the pack of the, the, the tofu and it adds fat to it as well. So just depending if you're on a higher fat or a higher carb, if you have higher fat, I'd say you have a tofu scramble. And if you're higher in carbs, then you can have uh, uh, the oats. Or um, protein pancakes with banana. So the banana mixes it all together. You do protein powder, banana, and maybe some oats or some almond flour or something. And maybe some protein powder, again, depending on your goals, pancakes. And you can make those in advance, right? Make yourself life easy because life never is. So whatever you can <laughs> Yeah. And if you like your prudy afterwards, but you want to eat before, just depending, you can have like a pancake when the kids have breakfast and then have your shake after on the way home from the gym while you're going to do grocery shopping, you know? If you bring your shake with you in a, in a cup that keeps a bit cold, um, if you don't work out from home, I guess, sorry, I'm just kind of assuming that people go to the gym or have it in the fridge because you're working out and then you run into a meeting on Zoom where you don't need the camera on, you can still sip on your shake, but making oatmeal may be harder. Yeah, no, that's definitely good. Awesome. Great question. Anyone else has a question? And if you don't have it now, you can ask me later. <laughs> <laughs> um, and anyone that's watching the recording, you can ask me later. You know where to find me. I'm in the group. You can tag me, uh, Monique Guffins, or... Um, do it on Instagram. It's not, on, oh wait, that's on their feeling, fiercely fabulous. You can find me on Instagram or just ask in a group because if you have that question, I can guarantee you someone else has the question too. So if we do it in a group, we can help more people. Maybe those ladies didn't know they had the question, but now they're like, oh, I never thought of pancakes after workout and now we just said it, right? So awesome. I'm going to stop the recording, but I love to give you some, uh, some secrets because you should have been live to hear the secret, right? <laughs> yes awesome thanks for tuning in thank you